podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm A ring walk with Danny. Ring walk, Danny. Danny. Owen Bama, only in America. Because I fight for the people. I go for you and you and you. All these beautiful kids is here. We turn a TBV into the hot 97 of boxing. Keep talking from Vegas. You already know if it's a big fight, I'm pulling out. Chicago, we in here. From the cotton fields of Alabama to the casinos of Las Vegas, mama, I made it. We up early, baby. The grind don't stop. Gilly the kid ain't gonna be the only one around here doing big shit. You are now locked into the Boxing Voice live from Las Vegas with Nesta Gibbs and Ringwalk Danny. This message was brought to you by SDS Promotions. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, Solo Dolo, Scarface, No Manolo. You already know we're back to discuss the Puerto Rican superstar, Edgar Balanga, a.k.a. The Monster. And, uh, you know, I've been saying for some time that the biggest fight for him to make was the Canelo Alvarez fight due to the you know, Mexico versus Puerto Rico rivalry, something that he and his new promoter, Eddie Hearn, will be trying to capitalize on. You know, uh, when Edgar joined Matchroom, one of his first tweets were uh, the great promoter, Eddie Hearn. And, and, And it looks like he understands that Eddie could put him in position. According to the deal and the way that it was structured, somehow... Canelo Alvarez is part of that deal. So if Edgar Belanga can live up to the hype and do what he's supposed to, he could end up in a Mexico versus Puerto Rico affair, possibly in New York City, something that, you know, Canelo hasn't done since, I believe, Rocky Fielding. But Edgar has been welcomed to the team that is matchroom boxing. And today we're going to get together and discuss what we think the direction will be for Edgar Belanga. Who do we see him facing? Um, right away, I would have considered John Ryder, but obviously Ryder seems to have already secured himself a Canelo Alvarez fight. So 
who else can Edgar Belanga face on that matchroom side at 168 pounds? Now, there's always the possibility of, you know, the matchroom, the zone, Golden Boy connection coming together and him possibly getting a Jaime Munguia fight or even a Gennady Golovkin fight who isn't with any promoter and has his own deal with DAZN. Obviously, there's been a lot of talks of Golovkin and Islandri Laura, so that may be something that cannot happen right away for Edgar. But, yeah, man, in the chat, let me know what direction you think Matchroom take for Edgar Belanga in terms of fights that they make for him. Obviously, they can put him in versus the young prospect, Diego Chavez, excuse me, Diego uh, Pacheco, who is with Jose Benavidez Sr. Um, you know, the, the, the cherry on top would be Canelo Alvarez at super middleweight. Golovkin last fought at super middleweight. Um, I'm going through the matchroom boxers here and... Not a lot of options for Berlanga. There, there probably will have to be some sort of cross-promotion. Uh, they got Aaron Bowen. And maybe they'll throw him something like that to get him used to the water. Billy Joe is still registered with Matchroom, but possibly retired at this point. John Ryder facing Canelo. Canelo facing Ryder Pacheco is the last super middleweight they have. And they've just added Edgar Belanga. So, seems a little bit slim for Edgar on that side of the street, but it is the side of the street that has Canelo. And, again, if we're thinking outside the box and we're not thinking just matchroom boxing, it is the side of the street that has Jaime Munguia and Gennady Golovkin. And John Ryder, Diego Pacheco. So as a whole, they probably can do something. You know, Gabe Rosado's on this side of the street as well. Beck the Bully is on this side of the street as well. So it's going to be interesting to see which direction they go with Edgar Belanga. Um, now, the world has been informed, and we all learned, obviously, that the undefeated super middleweight contender and Eddie Hearn's matchroom have agreed to a multi-fight deal. The promotional plan for Belanga, who everyone knows used to be on top rank um, and was let go because they could not see eye to eye, right? Belanga wanted a certain level of opposition and top rank believed that he was not ready for that level of opposition and, and they couldn't come to terms on how they would move forward on the young Puerto Rican star's career. Now, his fights will be streamed exclusively on DAZN. Uh, and I'm okay with that because I have a DAZN subscription. You know, he was fielding offers, though, from Mayweather, Al Heyman and PBC, two separate offers. So Mayweather wanted him, Al Heyman wanted him, and Eddie Hearn, Matchroom wanted him. Not to mention 
Oscar De La Hoya also wanted him. So I wonder if there's any regrets from top rank. I wonder if there's any regrets from top rank because, yeah, I mean, to have not been able to come to an agreement with someone and then have so many other promotional companies after that said person, I guess there could be some regrets. Now, Berlanga chose Hearn's profitable proposal over lucrative offers from Oscar De La Hoya, Al Heyman, and Mayweather. So what exactly Eddie told the Brooklyn native, I don't know. I don't know. What exactly is next for Berlanga? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I do want your help. Um, so uh, if you can in the chat, let me know who would be his matchroom debut. Would they get a big name or would they just keep him as the A-side and kind of cater to his demographic and his area? By that, I mean put him on in New York, in Madison Square, and it really doesn't matter who's the opponent. Find him, you know, someone that fits the bill in that New York City area. He's already faced DeMond Nicholson, so they can't use DeMond to come up from the DMV and bring his crowd. Again, I'm looking for help from you guys. I see the mad scientist says Berlanga versus Spike O'Sullivan. Um, I would probably want something a little bit better than that, but I can see that being a decent, you know, welcome to matchroom fight. Um... I just don't know that that can be a main event. If we want him to go to Madison Square Garden and do his thing, and 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 let's be real, he's doing his thing. We we just talked about it not too long ago how Ryan Garcia, his gate was like a million dollars, right? Danny, what 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 gate were we talking about? Where we like, yo, the gate was only a million, and Tank did five. All right, so so Berlanga's doing 500,000 plus in the small room. You know, we're talking 4,000 tickets and homies bringing in half a million bucks, whereas Ryan's talking a million dollars and he's selling 12,000 tickets. So the boy could sell some tickets, you know, and the boy could sell some expensive tickets. I like Berlanga Jacobs. Jacobs has been out the ring. Maybe that's a safe fight. Jacobs isn't registered with Matchroom, but I'm sure because he used to be or may still be handled by Keith Conley, the same manager of Edgar. That could either be a good or a bad thing. It could either be a thing where the manager, Keith Conley, knows exactly what he has in Berlanga and who Jacobs is and decides not to put them against each other, or the opposite. He knows what it is, and he thinks it's time, and maybe Jacobs will be that torch passer. I don't know. 
Jacobs versus Berlanga is a tough fight. But Jacobs would be moving up from 54 and 60. And he's even fought at 68. His last fight was John Ryder in a split decision loss. He hasn't fought since February of 2022. So he's already been out of the ring coming up on one year in a couple of Actually, it's been a year. It was February 12th. So if you're Belanga and you're his trainer, that might make sense for you. Uh, Rosado would have been the perfect name, but he's moved up to face Gilberto Ramirez at a 175 pounds. But it looks like we got R-D-S-S-D camp. What's going on? All right. Give me one second to make sure that we got you connected. All right. Uh, R-D, can you unmute? On Twitter, you got to unmute your mic. RD, just unmute the mic, baby. Hello, hello. All right, RD, we're going to keep it moving, champ. Looks like you are not uh, communicating. We got New York mentality. What's up? On Twitter. New York mentality, you got to unmute. How y'all doing? We're doing well. How are you? All right, all right. Talk to us, champ. We re- we, we, we can hear you. Uh, you just got to go ahead and let us know what's on your mind. Yeah, so... um. I can't remember the, the the heavyweight boxer name. He's a, a an American boxer. He's undefeated right now. I only caught one of his fight, but he's knocking everybody out. Jared Do you know Anderson. who I'm talking about? Jared Anderson. Yeah, 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 man. I, I only seen one fight of him, but that's the closest punching power I've seen to Tyson in a long time. What do you guys think of that kid? Uh, I don't know about closest to Mike Tyson punching power, but I do love his athleticism, his work ethic. Um, I haven't ever seen a heavyweight train like him, but I've also only been around Fury a, 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 a limited amount of times. But yeah, I, I love Jared. And and is he like ranked? Is he like like one of the top like say title contenders right now, or he's just still young right now? Nah, he's actually put himself in position over the last year. He's uh about number nine or ten in two sanctioning bodies right now. So he's on his way. Nice, nice. That's the question I really wanted to come in and ask. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for calling in. Jared Anderson is number 10 in the WBC. And uh, he's moved up from 15. When we were at the convention, he was ranked 15 in the WBC. Now he's number 10. And in the WBO, he is number 9 in the 
that is all the ones he's ranked in is from what I see. No IBF, no WBA. Uh, we got RD one more time. What up? RD, you have to unmute your mic. Hola, hola, ¿cómo están? ¿Cómo está? Todo bien, chicos. ¿De qué están hablando? Eh, vi que un espacio de Berlanga estamos con su hablando, firma con Mar Marrón. Estamos hablando de Berlanga filmando con Matchroom tres peleas, o sea, no tres, pero... ¿Cómo se dice multi? multi? Varias peleas. ¿Es verdad eso de que va... Bueno, le prometieron una pelea con Canelo? Eso es lo que le está ofreciendo Erisi, supuestamente, pero hay que ver si va a llegar a, a, a ese nivel. No lo está, ni siquiera el longevo Golotti. Esa pelea me gustaría... Esa pelea me gustaría, sería nada más la segunda vez que Golovkin pelea a la 168, entonces, tú sabes, la juventud de Berlanga tal vez lo, lo ayudaría a ganar esa pelea, creo yo. Golovkin también está... ¿Contra, con, ta, ta, ¿contra quién? ¿Contra quién? Berlanga Golovkin. Nah. Mm. Bueno. Entonces, ¿usted qué le gustaría ver? No, yo pienso que me gustaría por ahí que le pongan un Danny Jacob, okay. eh, ya que no tiene tanto nivel. Sería buena pelea, obviamente, ahí en Nueva York. Es alguien que tiene buen nivel, aunque perdió con un Ryder. Y pienso que es un campeón, entonces es un paso grande para él. No, uh, yo estoy de acuerdo, especialmente, obviamente, estando con Eddie Hearn, uh, si... De veras quiere la pelea con Canelo, sería alguien uh, que lo ayudaría. Obviamente ha peleado con Canelo y arriba de eso, Canelo va a pelear con, con el que le acaba de ganar a Danny Jacobs, a John Ryder. Yeah. Now, we talked about Jacobs. The issue with Jacobs is going to be... Same manager. Same manager. You know, are they, are they willing? Is... I mean, Jacobs hasn't fought since... The Ryder fight. So, for Berlanga and his father and his, and his you know, team, that, that may be a good thing because it's like he's out the ring an entire year. Let's jump on him. But, bro. What up? Yo, you know how, like, you're a good friend, so, like, you see some shit you like. You're like, damn, Danny might like this, so you try to put me onto it. I started watching this fire movie yesterday, and it wasn't a recommendation you gave me. It was, with, but I took the recommendation you gave me of, yo, if you like an actor, stick. I love Gerard Butler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even remember the name of the movie at this point, but he was a pilot. So maybe it was oh, called Plane. Plane. That was yeah. a good movie. Bro, I fell asleep after like 30 minutes. Well, like I caught myself, so I turned off the TV and I was in the living room, went to, you know, went to bed. But that was dope. That nah, was, was. I want to know what happened with that prisoner, but I'm like, I'm glad I took that advice. I'm like, because I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I, I know how I really felt. And then I'm like, nah, I fuck with Gerard, though. Let me see. Let me see what's Truth be told, he only made a couple whack movies. Like, 
and they not really considered whack. Like, you know, he had like a babysitter movie, which all these action stars end up doing one of those the babysitter movies. The Rock had movies. the pacifier. Yeah. And then he had, one, he had one of those real love, 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 lovey-dovey movies like where he was in Ireland and he fell in love and shit. Mm. But usually, he's, he's a home run hitter. Yeah. Law-abiding mm-hmm. citizens. Rock him. That was with Jamie. Yup, that's a hit. Yeah. And I think he got one called Gamer, too, right? Where, like, he's uh, a Call of Duty type of dude, but it's really a kid controlling him. I ain't seen that one, yeah. Nah, he's got one. some shit. He got some shit for sure. It looks like we got Ohio in the building. Let me pull up my sheet. Yo, I know this doesn't make sense because I feel like he's PBC maybe. Who? Not maybe. Yeah, he got to be. It was Kotegi, right? He's PBC, right? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, you know, I think he is. He is he not with Hector, uh, Almaz promoter, and 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 Ghana mm. Gabriel's. And if he's not, then maybe he's with um, Samson. Mm. Let me um, see if he's registered. Let me see, champ. I wish they made that mandatory, bruv. But they don't. Uh, Looks like we got Benitez boxing in Boston. What's up? Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, I was just thinking, um, the, the, the Spanish dude that call was talking about like Danny Jacobs, uh, with Berlanga. I, I actually think that, that, that would be the main event. Um, I can already see like the buildup because, um, didn't they do like a, uh, battle of Brooklyn with him and, uh, Peter Quillen back in the day? They did. Yo, they might, they might be on some shit like I'm the new King of Brooklyn and then Danny might be trying to defend it. You know, I know Paulie and, and Zap Judah did the same thing, man, and they might be able to fill out, you know, something in New York. You know, what you're I'm saying? right. You're right. Danny did do. I mean, uh, Paulie mm-hmm. and Zab did do that. Yo, that might be that might be it. I mean, that, that's one that could be in the three fight deal. I like. Dude, I like uh, that one. I like New York Bullet. I like Berlanga Chavez, but I don't know that Chavez Junior could get down a six eight. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely he definitely got the options now. I mean, because that, that that weight division at, uh, in the zone. I mean, they got they got they got some people there for him. Um, I think uh, ESPN uh, top rank didn't have that. You know what I'm saying over there. So it's probably best that he uh, he probably wanted to like. He, he said that they wasn't giving him the level of competition he wanted, but maybe he wanted people on the other side of whatever street. And top ranks, like, probably, like, nah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's why he was like, yo, I'm, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I heard he wanted Never Rosado, known. and they couldn't even make that happen. Where's Rosado? He's with the zone? He's with the zone and Golden Boy. But when he was so, with top rank, they was trying to get Rosado, or he wanted Rosado, but they couldn't make it happen. Damn. I don't know, man. I I, I like the Danny Jacobs uh, idea. Um and then maybe, like you know how they be having uh, like the eye test or like similar opponents. If he, what if he fight like Beck the Bully or something like that, you know? And then so get Rosado after. You know, I like the Beck something. the Bully fight too, man. Yeah. I, I you know I watched Beck's last fight. My man looks hella, hella like like he's he he you know he could be beat. <laughs> 
He don't go to the head. Yeah. He don't, you only got to worry about him going to the body. He barely goes to the head. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's just I just I just want to see some the the fights, man, because I, I I've been seeing too many headlines that like uh you know Tio in talks with you know Josh uh, Taylor. What's this dude's name? Josh Taylor. Uh, may may happen in this, and I'm like, yo, listen, man, I'm tired of this May shit. Like, Word. just make the damn fights, man, because like they they somebody was sending me the poster when Ryan and Tank agreed like three months ago, and then they're like, yo, it's happening. And I'm like, yo, but the fly don't even have a fucking date. And they're like, no, it's sometime in 2023. And I'm like, yeah, sometime. I'm like, yo, there's 52 weekends in 2023, bro. And now they're saying that, you know what I mean? There's still bullshit going on with the with the negotiations. So it's like, I, I just want to see the fights, man. Because I ordered that last tank shit, and I was in my house by myself for $75. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even have nobody to sold down on it, but it's like, you know. Times are tough right now, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be, like, you know, doing that links on the phone and shit, you know, fire-sticking that shit. So, but, yeah, man, that's my call, man. You guys have a great day, man. I'm listening. All right, champ. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, looks like we're being joined by the trainer, Rick Ramos. What up, Rick? Yo, yo, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you guys? Good we're morning, good. man. How you feeling? Good. Just uh, took a nap after the workout, and we had breakfast. And now I'm just uh, getting up again. What's going on, guys? Oh, man, you know we wanted to get you on the show after the uh, purse bid. You know, I guess uh, information was released, and uh, Ivana Hasbin didn't seem to be too happy. She expected Matchroom to bid a little more, where we were a little bit... I guess confused because she won the purse bid, so she should be happy. But she felt like right. Matchroom should have stepped up for their undisputed champion. So obviously, we wanted to get you on as the trainer manager. How how did you feel about the what's being considered low purse bid that Matchroom put in? You know, I kind of expected it. I expected a low purse bid, but I didn't expect. You know, as you know, the bid as to be as low as it was, ninety-one grand was a little um, discouraging. You know, I had talked to Eddie about it and just told him how I felt. I felt slightly, you know, disrespected, maybe. You know, but he uh, reassured me that it wasn't, you know, necessarily a Jessica thing. It was more of like they wanted too much money, and he didn't. You know, they meaning uh, Ivana and her people wanted too much money, and he didn't feel like. You know, um, she was uh, network value, so he didn't want to pay it. Um, you know, and there was confusion there. And you know, I, he he gave me a number. He thought he was, she was worth under fifty grand. And you know, I kind of figured it would be right around her end would be fifty, sixty, seventy grand, and our end would be probably like double. But um, you know, the numbers played out the way they were. Um, her people won it. Two hundred one uh, was the winning bid, and. You know, hopefully we can get this fight on, you know, but it does, it's, it did rub me the wrong way a, a little bit, but, um, you know, Eddie called me, we talked about it and, you know, he kind of, uh, he gave his point of view and, you know, he's the one with the big pocket. So, you know, there's really not much I can say, you know? So Rick, I mean, if, if the numbers you gave, right, obviously it kind of worked out that way, uh, you know, you guys will be getting 65% as, as as a champ, no? 
Yeah, I think it was 70%, 70-30 and 10% goes, or uh, 10,000 goes to the winner on top of it. So 70 or 70% of 191,000 goes yeah, to so, us and she gets the balance. Yeah. Okay. So do Yeah, you it wasn't that, horrible. Do you think that this is happening strictly due to Jessica not getting the win over Cameron? Do you believe things would have been different had she gotten the win? Would Eddie opened up the war chest or do you think it still would have been the same situation you still because you're also you guys are also a free agent right yeah and to be honest you know it might not have played out the way it that it did if we would have won we would have probably stayed at 140 and vacated the 147 belts so we wouldn't have had that issue at all um Chantel would have probably had the issue because if Chantel lost that fight at 140 I'm sure she would have went up to 147 we would have vacated those belts and she would have had to fight Ivana for them so um you know it's it's always easier and better if you win right so I think it was a little more difficult and maybe we were less appealing um to Eddie because of the loss but you know you know we took the risk and we are free agents and you know, uh, it didn't work out 100% our way, but uh, it didn't work out 100% not our way either, you know. So I kind of figured we, they would come in low for an Ivana, for an Ivana fight. Um, so the numbers that we're going to get for this fight is probably a little bit more than I thought we would get because he had warned me, like, hey, this, this Ivana girl is not that well-known. You know, hopefully you can work with us on a price. So, and I agree. You know, we understood. We understood. So... Uh, it wasn't like fighting Chantel. It wasn't like fighting a bigger name fighter. So we understood and we were willing to work with our promoter to make the fight happen. Now, whatever happened with the talks of the rematch with Chantel at 147? Or was that just talk and did nothing ever, uh, <clears throat> obviously nothing fully developed? But, you know, how serious were those talks? Um, the talks were, they weren't that strong after the fight. I think... Um, because of the performance wasn't, you know, what we thought, we meaning Jess and I, um, wasn't at the at the level that we thought was going to happen. So I think it was like Eddie was kind of like, hey, a rematch doesn't really seem like the route they want to go. And I asked for, you know, maybe a tune-up fight in between and, um, you know, just kind of regroup and then revisit the rematch. But, you know, we kind of, with the mandatories in place, we kind of lost the opportunity for the tune-up. And Eddie was kind of thinking that we should hold off on the rematch. I kind of agreed. Um, so kind of just all, it wasn't there for everyone. You know what I mean? Like sometimes a rematch is like the demands there and everything just seemed to work out. But this time it kind of went the other way. So um doesn't necessarily mean we won't get it. But I think like maybe after a fight like this, uh, if we win in spectacular fashion, we'd have uh, – you know, we'd be willing to talk about a rematch at 147 or 144 or catch weight, you know, something like that. So, Rick, where do you think uh, this ends up happening since they won the purse bid? Is there an idea of what network uh, will air it? Honestly, a network? No, I would say no. Um, location, I would, I mean, I guess I'd have to say Croatia, I, I would think. But um, as far as network... I don't know. Like, I don't know that much about Ivana's, you know, manager. So I don't know what kind of relationships he has. But I would have to say, like, a fight TV kind of thing, you know, a pay-per-view type thing. Um, and I'm assuming they would want to bring it back to Croatia 
that's kind of the reason why you go for a purse bid, I would assume, right? So I don't know. Um, I haven't heard from anyone yet on their end, so I'm just kind of waiting to hear. So uh, until uh, until they give me a ring, like we don't really know what's happening yet. Is there a timeline for this fight? Like they won the purse bid. Do they have a certain amount of time before they have to notify you of dates, venues, and, uh, you know, things of that nature? Well, the fight has to take place within 90 days. So I think probably the the purse bid was, what, like a week and a half ago? I'm just, I was going to give until this week, and then we got to start calling by Monday. So I'm just going to give until Monday, see if I hear anything. And after that, like, I have to go chase this thing down because I'm not 100% sure that, that, that they thought that it was going to work out this way. He might not have the funds to cover it. I don't know the guy, like I said. So if he was to, you know, let it go, then we're going to, I don't know if we'd have to go to repurse bid. I, I don't even know. I'm not sure exactly what would happen at that point. I think or if do he, we... I think if he defaults, he loses his down payment, then it goes to the next person, would, which would be Eddie. That's kind of what happened with Tio, remember? With Tio and George Cambosos, yeah. Did you freeze? You there? Okay. He's totally frozen. All right. He might have got a call. And there he goes. Yeah, I was going to say, see if we could get him back. Rich? Looks like he's got bad service. Rick? Hmm. Damn, Wanted to ask him about Creed. No, Rick. Rick. New York Bullet, what up, champ? I'll see you. I don't see you in the green room. So yeah, we'll be waiting for Rick to join us and keep the interview going. So he believes that, that it may not happen all together, bro. Mm. And Croatia. Well, you no, know, no, I was going to no, ask like... He ain't say that. What? He, he ain't say that he don't think it's going to happen. No, he, he, did. he did. He said it may not. He said, you know, I don't know this guy. He may not have the funds. That's, that's enough insinuation right there, don't you think? I mean, I, he ain't even talking. He also him. said... He, he also said, I don't think... He thought it would go this way. Yeah. Meaning what we all think that just Eddie, what Ivana thought that, Ivana, you that know, the matchroom yeah, would for win. Sure, for sure. And that, you know, the more uh, capable. Yeah, but it's like people would put on the fight. Like, realistically speaking, he came in at a number that that's what the ace I was, you know, uh, you know, thinking that's what, you know, he said. He's like, cool, we get about, you know, she get 50, 60, we get about double, whatever, whatever. So it's like, why would you, why bid that high if you didn't? You know Something wrong with his internet. He dropped off again. Damn. Don't know why, why. But in the meantime, in between time, we got Muzzle House. Uh oh, Muzzle, hold up. Let me see if this is gonna work. Rick, you got us. Yo yo, sorry about that. No worries, no worries. What's up? Nothing, just just back, so where, you know. Where did we there's laugh? There's so much talk, people. it's crazy. What's that? 
I said, where did we last leave off? Um, the last thing I heard was uh, that I hear from their people and where do I think the fight's going to land. I don't know if you yeah. caught any of it. Yeah, yeah you yeah, were yeah. saying Croatia is what you thought, but you also mentioned that you, you weren't sure if it happens because you feel like they probably were not expecting this outcome themselves. Yeah, I don't know if he tried to walk the bit up. Like, like I said, I don't know the her manager at all. He see, like we had text conversations in the past. He seemed like a straight up guy. Like, so can't imagine that he would do all that and willing to risk his bid or the, at least the down payment on it. So I don't. I just don't know how much you know funds he has access to. But um, hopefully the fight goes through. Hopefully we get the win and we can move on. But I haven't heard anything from anyone yet. So I'm just kind of waiting. Rick, why do you think she's not desirable to Matchroom or even yourself when you speak of her? I mean, she only lost to Cecilia Barakas, who was a common opponent with Jessica. Then she lost to Clarissa Shields, which is a common opponent with Jessica that Jessica wants to fight or that you have mentioned throughout, you know, the last few years. So mm -hmm. why do you think she's not marketable? Um, I, I don't necessarily think that that's my opinion. You know, I, I asked for that fight in December. I think I had text Eddie like December 6th. I said, hey, you know, I think the, an Ivana fight at 147 is a good fight for us. I think he had also commented, Eddie had also commented on Twitter because she had called us out a little bit. And Eddie said, yeah, that's a good fight. So I was kind of confused too. It's not necessarily like me or like necessarily what I believe. I thought I think it was a great fight for us. I think it's a great um, fight to see, you know, if if this is a if we still belong on this level, if you know, and I think it, it, she'll definitely come with it. She'll definitely come to win, and you know, it's not a hundred percent guaranteed fight. So I think it's a perfect fight for us right now, as far as marketability. I don't know her background. She has, you know, I think she's a former world champion. I believe, you know, she's fought Cecilia Breakhouse. She's fought Clarissa. She's got the resume. So. I like the fight. I think it's a perfect fight. But for whatever reason, I felt like Matchroom um, kind of shut it down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because we were out of our contract and maybe because they don't have a contract with her. So they were just kind of like, oh, we're not going to deal with, you know, uh, two fighters without contracts. I don't know. I, I kind of was thinking the same. Um, I don't We've necessarily agree. have kind of been agree. seeing this a little bit. Um, we just see Michaela Mayer take to her social media and say that Alicia Bumgarner is now all of a sudden interested in the rematch with Mikella because Matchroom, you know, doesn't have the money for the rematch. Plus, she's seen her purse for her last fight. And, you mm -hmm. know, on her undisputed night, the people were only asking about her. Do you think that we're losing a little bit of the money that women's boxing was getting a year or two ago? Is it going backwards now? You know, that is like the million dollar question. Uh, I just think that Eddie, like kind of, he was the one paying everyone uh, 90%, 95% of, you know, female boxing came from Eddie. And I just think Eddie's just trying to take a, like a little bit back, take a step back and not have to be the one who covers, you know, both ends. Uh, I think it's going to happen. And, you know, obviously that was kind of confusing to me too, because it looked like Alicia was going to go a different direction. And then they did bring up uh, Michaela Mayer. So I was a little confused by that too. Um, but maybe Eddie doesn't want to be the one fronting the bill all the time. You know, I could see that. But if that is the case and, and if, you know, if we're going to start going to purse bids and we're going to start seeing if the other promoters will pay it, 
that's that's um, the female boxers are going to take a huge pay cut because I don't think other promotional companies are paying at the level that Eddie's paying at. So it could uh, it could it could make things a little a little uh, a little sloppy, and it could make things you know people could get angry, and you know it could get ugly. So we'll see. I don't know. So I did see that you put your pound for pound list, but you left off friend Sean Cruz, who's undisputed, and you left no, other women. She's on, she was on there. She was number. Really? Uh, yeah, she was on there. I think I had her uh, eight, and she's on there. I would never leave out French. I didn't. I don't think I put her last name, and I think some people got confused. I think I had her number eight. Uh, I'm gonna have to double check, Rick. I'm pretty yeah, double sure because yeah, I tweeted no. like, "Yo, you ain't got her on here." Seven. He got no, her seven. Yeah, I got to pull yeah, up yeah. right here. I got to. I got Yeah, no, I right had her. Oh yeah, yeah. Seven. I, didn't, I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think I put her. Is that her maiden name or her last? Her yeah, her yeah, yeah, name? yeah. You put Cruz, not Cruz, with an E W Z. But it's oh, good. gotcha. I mean, yeah, I didn't even bad, see the French Sean. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I had her on there. French. I knew French Sean a long time. She's got my respect. You know, she's uh she's a good person. I had to keep it. A lot of people keep her off the list. I don't know why. You know, I I've always liked Shane Cron, French Sean Cruz and. I feel like anyone who's undisputed should be on that list, you know, for sure. For sure, for sure. Because that's how I feel. I feel like if you undisputed, you got to get on the list. Like, what what makes you pound for pound if not collecting every single belt? For sure. I saw your girl, um, Denisha Green. I fucking told you, Rick, two years ago. I told you, you, Rick, that could have been yours. That could have been yours. You did. You did tell I me. I told y'all, man. Uh, Yo, Selita right now probably wakes up with a headache every day, and so does Lou fucking <laughs> DeBella. Lou DeBella made me send him video and everything. Like, oh, put a, put together a video. Yeah. It's like, bro, I did yeah. so much to put her on, and and and, and they didn't did. they didn't pay attention, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Jake, you were the you were Jake the first out of all person. people is the one that was like, yo, I see it. That's that's. Yeah, oh, you were the first one that put me on to her, and I was kind of looking at her, and I'm like, oh, man, yeah, this girl could fight. And then the, she fought. That girl that she fought was tough. I wasn't 100% sure. Bro, that was sure. a unified former champ. She was unified. Mm-hmm. Like, and she I wasn't was 100% a big sure girl. she would get through that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and, and, she, and, and, she and see, Rick, you watch, like, you are one of the few people that actually knows women's boxing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd seen her last fight against... Uh, Oh man, the the thirty five pounder that gave Katie hell. Uh, I can't. Oh, oh, um, the one, the 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 last, the oh, thing uh, on the Jake Paul card in Phoenix. No, no, no. You you thinking of uh? You're talking about Del Delphine. Yeah, yeah, Delphine. Oh, you mean you watched Delphine versus uh, versus Cedarus? Yeah, it was versus Federus. That's why. Uh, that's why like, you you think the Cedarus is tough because you watched Delphine, right? Yeah, that's what you're yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was a close for fight. Sure. That was in the Middle East. Yeah. That was a close fight. For sure, for sure. You know, so. But yeah, man, shout out to, to how do I say her name? Shadesha Green. Shadesha Green. She's a beast. Yeah, I, I was ringside for that fight, and, yo, she's got the skills, man. She's uh, she's tough. She's got the skills. She's sharp. She's mean. So uh, I'm excited to see her. You know, hopefully yeah, it works man. out with her. Me too. I'm on it too, Shadesha. I actually spoke to Ann Wolf. Center your fight. We we gonna we gonna get that right. But I want in there. If Ann starts training you, I want in there. Yeah, man. But imagine, imagine, imagine Ann comes out in her corner. It's over. Like yeah. from a marketing standpoint, it's over. Wait, wait. So so she got the spot, or she got the mandatory spot to fight 
Franchon? Yeah, but Franchon got a voluntary, so she gets to fight Hannah Gabriels. Uh, okay. I mean, Hannah, shit. Hannah Gabriel's tough. Either one of those two girls are tough for, for Green, but... No, Hannah you know, gave Clarissa the toughest fight. She yeah, dropped for her, sure. Too. Didn't she drop her? Yeah, she, she dropped, dropped her. Like, the first is, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the guy looks at me. <laughs> nah, see, you reminded me, bro. You reminded me, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. no, and then Hannah moved up to heavyweight and became heavyweight champ. I wanted yep. Franchon to fight Hannah for the heavyweight belt as a voluntary because now you were two-time. To defend your belts, mm, you know, do what Canelo yeah. did. Go get her belt. Hey, wait. So, wait. Is Franchon with Matchroom officially or no? Um, I am not sure. Yeah, that was kind of gray area. I was kind of confused by that, too. I, I didn't. Last time I saw her fight, she was on the Katie undercard, I believe, right? That's when she went yeah. undisputed. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. she hasn't fought. Yeah, she hasn't fought since. So, it was kind of confusing. So, I don't know if she's with Matchroom or not. But, yeah, I mean, I'm this fight this fight with her and Hannah Gabriels has been talked about since the convention last year, and that was, what, October, November? November. November. And, and still there's been no mention of a network. So I don't mm. know if Matchroom wants it or not. But Hannah and, and, and Franchon both agreed. I spoke to Hannah's man, um, promoter, and, you know, they're just mm. waiting on a, a, a venue. It was allegedly going to be April 8th. Do you think there's still time for that? February, March, April, I guess, right? We can still do it April 8th, yeah. you think? For yeah, for sure. Those girls are always in the gym. You know what I mean? Those girls are always in the gym. Maybe they're not 100% today, but they're always in the gym. Those girls are always 60, 70% ready. So, yeah, that'd be it's, – it's still time. I have to see – because that has to be a TV fight. Hopefully, mm -hmm. they get blessed and, and it's on a big stage, but we'll see. Rick, I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you were there. Uh, Jess was on the call February 4th, so you were in New York ringside. Um, I yeah. thought it was a phenomenal. I know it wasn't an all women's car, but I thought it was a phenomenal, you know, uh, job that they did with the mm -hmm. women on the car. Um, just want your thoughts. Obviously, the big talk is May twentieth, the rematch. Uh, Eddie has reached out and seek the help of Conor McGregor. Um, Crazy. How big of a rematch do you think that is? Man, I was at both especially those. especially like off the performance. A lot of people thought Serrano was in a tough one. And they think Katie mm -hmm. wins uh, easily in a rematch. What are your thoughts? Oh, man, Serrano is, man, she's tough. I, I feel like Serrano fights everyone different. So she's never kind of like the same fighter. So she's a puncher. She's strong. And she's always dangerous. But the the first fight was electrifying. Like the whole building was shaking. You know she's what I mean? Slipping, I was inside. You know uh, she's slipping. That? You don't think she's oh, slipping? Um, Definitely a little bit, but I also feel like she kind of wanted to sit in there and trade with her, and maybe they thought they were going to get rid of her sooner. But she but was fighting a girl like, I mean, yo, I know people loving this Cruz girl, and they're even saying that she's Isaac Cruz's auntie. Aunt. Yeah. But, <laughs> bro, like, but you're she a is, trainer. She is in real life, though. You're a trainer before you're a manager. Like, tell me, sure. you wouldn't, you're not looking at this girl punch like this, and you're laughing. Like, a, a girl with skills going to sit back in the pocket, maybe lean on the back foot, fucking uppercut this girl. It's, it was literally head down. I mean, the definition, and, and, and now I'm going to sound sexist, but that's the definition of fighting like a fucking girl. You head down and just go swimming? That shit was yeah. garbage, man. I, 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 I don't know. I, def I, I definitely felt like she made it a little bit harder than she thought. Um, then she had to have, oh, you know, yeah. she had posted something, you know, she had posted something on her Twitter saying, I want a bloody war. 
like going into that fight. So maybe she wasn't a hundred percent healthy. I don't know, but I mean, she didn't look the best. It was very exciting to be on ringside. So I definitely think the fans benefited from it, but in a rematch, I would have to go with Katie pulling it through, but you know, she could punch. So you never know. She's always in the fight Serrano. So man, it's going to be exciting. You know, it's going to be awesome. And, and to do it in Ireland, those fans are going to be out of control and it's just going to do great things for the sport. Now, uh, you guys crossed the pond when you guys fought Katie. That wasn't in Ireland. Um, and obviously, she's at a different point in her career now uh, as well, Katie mm-hmm. is. But do you, you know, they're talking Croke Park. That's 80,000. Can, 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 can you see that coming to fruition? Uh, what do you mean, Jessica fighting there? No, I'm just saying, like, do you think that fight oh, is big enough? This? Do you think that fight is big enough for an 80,000-person stadium? Oh, man. Granted, she she is from Ireland, you know. I mean, with yeah, the I mean, McGregor think... connection now, him helping out, I'm sure he'll be in the building. I don't think it'll be an issue. I mean, he was in the building when uh, Mick Conlon fought, and that was at the Hulu Theater. Yeah, but you can't compare Mick to <laughs> Katie. I'm just saying. Right. You can't say and that because think... Connor's going to be there that now it's going to do 80K. I'm... Right. I think I will say this. I will say if they if Katie fought in Ireland before, it might not be as big, but because this is the first time she's going to be able to fight here and – it's you know it's gonna they're gonna put mega money into the promotion. I I'm pretty sure they'll hit the target. You know, um, Eddie Hearn's like their matchroom is the best at doing it, and Katie is their front runner. So they're gonna spend big money on the promotion, and I hope it's amazing. I hope it sells out. And you know, I talked to the Zone this week, and I tried to get um, Jessica on to do the commentating. So um, we'll see what happens. But you know, Damn, we definitely want to be in the building. Here I am waiting my opportunity to not get Jessica on the commentating, but, I mean, I know it's been a long time, so I'm asking more than saying, uh, can she mm. make 35? Would she be willing to fight mm. Bumgarner? Because as the female to give Katie a tough shot, now Bumgarner's starting to call out a potential Katie or Amanda Serrano shot. I don't think she'll get either one. Both of those young mm-hmm. ladies are at the back end of their career where they're looking for the bigger money fight. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they'll take on a young bum gardener. Is that something Jessica would do? Can she go back down to 35 for an undisputed shot? I mean, I, could she go back to 35? Probably. I don't think it's the safest thing to do as far as, like, to lose and try to squeeze down. Um, you know, obviously, Alicia's younger, stronger. So I, I would probably go no lower. I don't want to go lower than 140. But again, you know, obviously Jessica would make the final call. But, you know, as her manager and coach, I would suggest we stay at 40, the lowest. But Even, um, if, that, you know, even if that opportunity was offered to be the co-main of Katie Serrano out there in uh, Croke Park? Man, I wish you were the promoter. Because <laughs> if there was an offer, we'd have to explore it. You know, uh, I... It's I, I could say anything now, but like if someone called me and it was for real, I mean we'd have to explore it, right? I mean you'd have to, you know, to be on that card. I mean, it sounds any... like a good build up, right? Like Katie's a, I mean, uh, Jessica's a common opponent. Alicia's the new, mm-hmm. the new girl, right? So like she can't get to the top, but maybe with this common opponent she can. But if they was on that card, they'd be fighting yeah. for nothing. Who? Alicia and Jessica. Isn't Alicia undisputed? At 30. Oh, not 35. No. She, yeah. she, she was talking about going up to 35 for those fights. 
Yeah, even 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 a Baumgartner. Yeah, even a Baumgartner Chantel Cameron at one forty is kind of appealing. You know, if if you assume that Katie wins that fight, which I think she probably will win a, a close decision again, um, you know, you could set up a Katie Baumgartner, but I don't know. You know, like you said, you know, it, it it's good for Baumgartner. It's not no one wants to fight the young one. You yeah, know what I don't I mean? think so, I don't think Serrano or Katie give Baumgartner a shot. Like it's it's just not needed. Yeah. Baumgartner. I mean, uh, if Katie beats Serrano, she could. You know, there's so many other women that she could fight that are not as dangerous as the puncher so here let me ask you guys this like if if alicia fights um michaela mayer do you feel like baumgartner's taking a step back no i think that's a no i think that every everybody in boxing whether male or female needs a nemesis and and michaela's given oh, alicia sure. that you know yeah. that's that's like Savannah was for Clarissa that's why that fight was so big and now Amanda is for Katie you need a nemesis, and um, I think that Michaela has become that. She knows how to be a good villain. Yeah, she needs a she needs a huge win. I don't know who. Maybe Christina Leonardo too. Would I mean if she stopped her or did something spectacular? I well, think she says she's announcing something this week. You got any clues on what it oh. can be? I mean, they were talking about Christina Leonardo too, or it has to be somebody like exciting, right? Like, I don't know who. Maybe pursuing. I don't know. Delphine Pursuit, maybe? I don't know. Both, I'd say Christina. She's moving or up. Delphine. She's yeah, moving to what, up because 40? she. 35. She, she was posting how she 35? feels so much better at that weight. Wait, 35 or 40? No, 35. Because she, was, she yeah. was just at 30, so she's moving up to 35. Maybe. I mean, she fights at 35. <laughs> I mean, that's what I she I don't said. know who you fight. She's tall. Who do you fight at 35? I mean, if she wants a Alicia rematch, there's no, like, then you don't go to 40. You stay at 30. I know, but Alicia's on a whole nother side of the street. We don't know what match, uh, what top rank has no, prepared for you. her. I just, yeah. Like, yeah but she needs to fight. If if, if uh, Michaela America finds someone super exciting that fits her style, I can't think of someone off the top of my head. But, you know, there's names out there. I just... I don't know, Delphine Pursuit or Christina Leonardo too. Those two are big fights, you know. I think those two would be great fights for her. Man, someone in the them, chat is whew. saying that Leonardo too would destroy Mayor. What you think about that? Is that tough of a well, fight? Le well, Leonardo too. She's a big puncher. She's aggressive. You know, if she can, if Michaela Mayer doesn't get her off of her, you know, she could have a long night. You know, um, she didn't do well. And maybe she hesitated a little bit with Alicia Baumgartner. So maybe, you know, she definitely, I don't think she could run it against Christina. But if you're going to fight Christina, now is the time because she just had a baby. Well, not just, but like two years ago. She's turning around. She has been out of the sport for a minute. So you don't want her to start getting a rhythm, Christina. So I, if you're going to fight her, I'd fight her right now and don't wait. You know what I mean? But so I don't know. Quick. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I no, was no, just going to ask it. if there's any, any new news or traction with Summer Lynn. You know, I think, you know, here in Chicago, Summer's, you know, uh, taking a break. You know, she took the fireman test. So she's kind of waiting for her results and kind of, you know, for her, she was always in a weird position. She was always kind of in the shadow of Jess and she kind of never got the, as soon as she got on and started catching on, I felt like I felt like Eddie didn't sign too many more Americans, 
So she just kind of missed the bus on that. So now I think she's focused, taking a break and focusing on her personal life and see what the future holds. You know, um, she had a potential fight against um, Sandy Ryan and she also had a potential fight against Terry Harper. And, you know, she was out of the gym for a minute and trying to get her personal things in order. And, you know, like I said, she took the fireman test where she's waiting for the results of that. And I'm not sure if she's going to return right away. She does have, you know, youth on her side. She's only 21. So she might hang out for a year and then come back. But, you know, unfortunately, she's um, taking some time off at the moment. What did you think of Sky Nicholson? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. I'm, I'm just, I just got to ask because, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of Summer, so I think very highly of it. And... Uh... How did that make you feel, Rick? Because I feel like... Uh, you invested a lot in her. Not just that, but oh, I feel man. like that's something that uh, you were against. If 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 I think I know you a little bit, I feel like that's something that you were against. What do you mean exactly, Danny? Taking a break and, walk, you know... I, I don't want to say walking away, but taking a break. Just because I know, yeah. you know, you keep your fighters in the gym. So I just wanted your thoughts. Ah, oh, man, you know, like Summer and I have been together for about ten and a half years, so... Do I think she needed a little break? Sure. Um, I think she took off at the wrong time. You know, she was in some sanctioning bodies. She was number two, um, you know, maybe a fight away from a mandatory. So, like, to do it now is kind of bad timing. But as you know, in the city of Chicago, those firemen tests and those police tests, they don't come around every year. So you kind of got to jump on it when you can jump on it. But, I mean, I feel a little like, man, you know, I think, you know, to have Jessica as a world champion is one thing. You know, I didn't start her off from day one, but I started summer off as an 11-year-old kid in my gym. So to have wow. someone, you know, had to have a world champion from scratch means um, the world to me. To me, that makes me a real, real world-class coach, you know, to teach someone from ground zero. Um, so, I mean, it does, you know, it's kind of hurtful, but, you know, it is what it is. And she's got to take care of herself first and her family. And hopefully, you know, she comes back soon um, and we can do business and the story ends good. But, you know, until then, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully she gets excited. Maybe she'll see the Katie versus Serrano fight and get excited again. I don't know. But, you know, that's all I can say. I hope she comes back and I hope we win a world title together. Uh, are you staying in touch with her? Because, you know, you know, these are the times that promoters will send offers. It's like, yeah, she's been out the ring a year. She's 7-0. and We can get her now. We'll catch her slipping, you know? And they use that um, name. Oh, Ness, like, it's just like, you know, how do I say this? Like, trying to tell a 21-year-old kid, you know, hey, the offer is coming. You know what I mean? I think I've been telling her that for, like, the last year and a half, two years. Like, some big, you know, offers coming. I tried to tie her into a contract with Jessica's contract. We tried everything we could and, you know, Eddie wasn't just going that route at the time. So, yeah, I mean, people mention her, you know, people say, hey, is she in the gym? Um, I don't think she's, um, I don't think she's like completely out. I think if I could put it together a two or three fight deal, I think she comes back. But I think, you know, she's helping her family, like I said, and trying to build her money and take some time off and, you know, Ness talking to a 21 year old us is a little bit more difficult you know if you think about it but i don't know I, I wish i knew what to say to you guys but like i said i hope i hope it all works out and i hope she comes back and i hope we can win a world title together that's all i can say you know rick would you only manage fighters that you can train because i've talked to other 
uh, managers that are trainers and they're like, I'm not going to invest in a fighter if I can't watch that fighter in, in the, the gym, gym and, and make sure yeah, that my you, money. You're, you know what? That is probably the best. No offense, Danny, but Ness, that was probably one of the best questions anyone's asked because honestly, I was, I was trying to do both, right? Like, but you're right. Like they don't, you know, Danny, you know how I train like seven days a week, mm. you know, even if it's, even if it's a little bit, give me a little bit today. Even if you're tired, give me, you know, come run two miles and go home. Give me something. But, you know, to not have a fighter with the same mentality as myself um, is difficult. You know, I try to manage fighters who I don't control in the gym and it's hard, you know, it's hard. You'd have to, I'd have to have a good relationship with the coach and, you know, it's just hard. It's hard, you know, and it's like, it's like you guys backing somebody on a podcast, you guys have your way, you have your rhythm, you have your everything. And someone comes in and tries to challenge you on it. And you're like, guys, we know this works. And they just don't want to listen. And they think they know. And it's kind of like, ah, and it's just never 100% clicks. That's what it's kind of like when you don't train a fighter, but you manage them. It's, uh, it's a little bit more stressful, you know, and sometimes their coaches, you know, are um, covering for them. Oh, no, he was in the gym today when he wasn't in the gym for two or three days. It, You know what I'm just trying to say? So it's like, uh, you know, it's tough to manage a fighter I don't train. So going forward, I think I would like to train everyone I manage for sure. The reason I ask is because I think I found another little gem. She's Ooh, just, tell me. She's just <laughs> small. But uh-huh. um, I guess she could get a fight with Sinisa, right? Sinisa's one, one, 105? Uh, uh, she's like 112. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you might have to... You might. I mean, she's fought as high as 113, 108, 109. She's, got, she's jumping around to get fights, but I'm in the gym with her. This girl mm-hmm. is no joke. Like, I can't wait for her to get on the betting line so I can make that money because they're not going to know. Obviously, this little clip might ruin things, but... Um, <laughs> She's nice. She is very vicious for that weight class. Um, I'm gonna send you her info because I actually I don't I I, I actually I don't want to say it out loud in case she gets on that betting line. Um, But yeah, I don't know if you can work something out. uh, I definitely got your connections because he yeah you know he's moving her. The person I know is moving her, but not. In the direction of television, he's just getting other fights, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's the other thing too, and I, I want to touch on that real quick because there's a there's some fighters who are not signed. Like perfect example, um, Tierra Brown. You know, she's you yes. know, she's we flew her out. Yeah, she's tough. She's the she's cop good. from she's uh, like the DMV area, but she lives in Florida, right? Yeah, exactly. She's tough. She's good, and you know, a, a lot of these fighters and. I say this respectfully are like getting fights in Tijuana or Colombia or wherever they get these fights at. And that's not always a good thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I understand staying busy or whatever, but you know, try to fight in the States, try to get, um, you know, the competition up a little bit, but uh, I like to see Tierra Brown come out, you know, come out of this with a deal. I don't know if she's going to, but she's one of the people that everybody snoozed on and including myself too, you know? So uh, I think there was a moment where I had an opportunity to sign her, and I think that moment's passed. But you know, she's a tough girl, and she deserves a title shot. She's she's got skills, and I think you know she can um, upset a lot of people. She's she's got she's a tough girl, and I wanted she to see her. She does have one loss, right? No, she's uh, I think thirteen and zero now. 
Really? 12 and 0, 13 0. Yeah, she's never lost, you know. I mean, granted, her last probably five or six fights were, you know, probably not what you and I would consider like uh, average. Yeah, four, she was probably below average. 14 and 0. Yeah, 14 and 0. So, she used to yeah, train I mean, with Calvin, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, she did chain with him. I don't know if she's still with those guys. I don't know what she's doing now, but she's down in Florida. Um, she's living there. She's a police yeah, officer I, there I, now. I, so. I actually bumped into her in, in Fort Myers area. She was training mm -hmm. out there, or if not, Tampa City Boxing. Man, she got 10 knockouts. That's crazy. Yeah, she, I'm telling you, she's talented. We, we, we flew her out here. She was by me for like a week. And you know, we put her in there with some young amateur dudes. Man, she you know, beat up some guys in Chicago. I won't say names, but she beat up some guys. She did really well. So I'd like to see her get an opportunity. But, um, yeah, for whatever reason, Eddie is uh, not signing Americans. So it's uh, we well, need an American promoter. Uh, he did just sign Berlanga, man. What do you think he's going to do with Berlanga? Because there uh, goes an American, but he's got that Puerto Rican descent, and he's definitely got New York City on smash. He's he. He claims to have sold over $500,000 worth of tickets in the small uh, Hulu theater twice. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's man, New Yorker. Like, to be a New Yorker, a New York fighter, those, I mean, those people come out. So it's kind of like its own little boxing country, right? Like, if you're from New York, you, I mean, those guys do well. I mean, I don't think he can go wrong. All those big fights, I don't think Eddie's coming too much into the States. I think all those big fights are going to be in the Garden or Hulu or whatever. So he's kind of like the perfect sign right now. You know, he's exciting. He's tough and undefeated. So it's exciting. And plus, you know, he's just surrounded himself with good people. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, that's – I was a little shocked by that too. But, you know, he comes in with the same manager that, you know, uh, Daniel Jacobs guy. He comes in with uh, – I think it's Keith. I think his name is. Yep, he's, he comes, he's always – yeah, you know, Keith. Everyone knows that he every time he brings somebody to the table, it's – is legit so you know to have somebody like that in your corner is always uh, a huge help so you know shout out to those guys i hope it works out for them so is your focus you had something no is your focus solely on jessica or are you actively looking for other fighters being as though jessica's starting to get is she on the back end of the career because i mean now you guys are you know together and it's marriage i'm sure it's mm -hmm. changed for her as from a fighter's perspective now she's thinking of you know the love she got for you the relationship she wants to build with you so are you guys mm -hmm. more on the managerial side for 2023 what's the plan for rick ramos boxing um you know i i obviously have other fighters and you know obviously jess and i will be married by the end of the year i think but you know we just want to do good business and smart business for her career um but i'm always looking for new talent i'm always looking for you know, um, anybody willing to work and anybody willing to sacrifice. And, you know, like I said, I would love to bring people here and keep them here by me. You know, we have, you know, we have extra houses. We have extra apartments. It's not an issue for anyone to come to Chicago for a couple of weeks, even just to see if it works out. But, um, you know, I do have other fighters, uh, Brandy Robinson. She's a little bit older, but she comes from Team USA. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of, uh, I have uh, Josh Hernandez now. I took over Josh Hernandez's career, so... Um, I need someone new, someone exciting, and, you know, we'll see. I'm open to anything, basically. And anyone who wants to come to Chicago for a month, you know, let me know. Come for two weeks. Come for a week, you know. 
Uh, and if it's if they're willing to pay their own way to get here, that's cool. If not, if they need some assistance, I'm always willing to help. So that's not an issue either, you know. We're just looking for new talents, trying to stay in business, you know. Rick, did you see the um, Desiree Jameson fight versus Stephanie Pinero? I did not, but I was uh, – I think they moved her too fast. You know, I, I was, I, I had a soft spot for Desiree because, you know, she sparred with Jessica and she was, I felt like she was a good kid. I think I met her grandfather. He seemed like a great guy. Um, you know, I was, I was a little, uh, I was a little bothered that she lost, you know, but cause I felt like she was a good, you know, someone that should have got to five and oh and then take a shot. But, you know, um, it is what it is. Not everyone's meant for this level or this business. So hopefully she can rebound from that and, you know, understand what it takes and you know let's see what happens to her but i you know shout out to desiree she's uh always cool always cool with me you know always cool with jess every time we go to vegas no problem for sparring so shout out to her i'm sending you this box rec of stephanie pinero um just so mm -hmm. you can explore it she did fight her last two was at 44 and 47 so i'm assuming she's a welterweight she's 4-0 from puerto rico they were able from what me and Danny heard, Desiree got paid well for that fight. As a 2-0 fighter, it was almost unheard yeah. of. Uh, so okay. I don't know if you want to see, you know, what's available for Summer Lynn, but you know she's going to have to go to Puerto Rico because this girl's a draw yeah. out there. But she's a beast. Watch that yeah. fight. This girl is yeah, no fucking joke. So even if you can't get a fight for Summer, who knows if you can co-manage because this girl is a beast. Um, yeah, I heard. And I, I got seen another it, I girl heard. for you. I got another girl for you. I'm gonna send from Florida. Um, mm -hmm. She's 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 undefeated, uh, and I believe she's in and around that division where you can get her in there with um, the girl we just talked about, Sinisa, oh, one of them. Sinisa. Yeah, this girl yeah. is 13 and 0. Oh, wow. uh, okay. she, again, it's just she needs management. Pretty face. Her her, her wife is an eleven times champion, so I sent you that too. Oh shit! Uh, All right, cool. Yeah, definitely interested. Rick, you brought wanna... up. You brought. Go ahead. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, uh, I just wanted to Thanks. ask really quick on uh, on Josh. Obviously, uh, you know, I've known of of him for a while now because of you. But you know, we've seen him in there on on matchroom shows against Joe Cordina. We've yeah. seen him in there against Chris Colbert. Now that, you yeah. know, you have control, uh, you know, just your goals, you know, uh, with Josh and what you look to do, moving them. Um, you know, I've always, you know, I know Josh since he was about seven, eight years old. He's always been in my gyms with his father. So I know him for a long time. I always had a soft spot for Josh. Um, you know, we just started working together for about a year, almost a year. So I, we did get, and I wanted the Mark Castro fight. I thought that was a fight that Josh um, could win, you know what I mean? It would, obviously it's tough, Mark Castro's no joke, but Mark Castro does make mistakes and I felt like that was a fight that we could, um, you know, could take and, you know, Josh would be okay with it, you know? So uh, we did get offered uh, the Castro fight from Matchroom and I thought the money was extremely low. So I said, Josh, you know what, let's, let's go get a win. Josh fights April 8th in uh, Rosemont, Chicago. So, we're going to get a win and hopefully revisit that opportunity. But I definitely, you know, my plan is, is to get Josh a win, um, get his confidence back going and, uh, you know, maybe take a Mark Castro fight. Hopefully that's a, 
an, an opportunity that comes back around because I definitely think that that was that was a fight that I had pegged for him for the last two years. So um, to actually get an offer from Matchroom on a fight that I wanted, it was just bad timing for all of us. But um, you know, because that was when we went to Abu Dhabi, so we would have had to train Josh. I brought Josh to Abu Abu Dhabi with us, but um, I kept him in the gym with us out there. But uh, I like to see Josh and Mark Castro, and that's a fight that you could see in 2023. And, you know, I'll push for it when the time is right. So after this March, uh, April 8th fight, um, you know, well, I'm definitely going to push for that Castro fight. And, and then what's up with Matt? Uh, what's he got cooking your heavyweight? Um, Matt, I think we're going to stay at Bridger weight. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think his next fight is going to be also April 8th. I mean, this is how, this is how Chicago is. I have nine kids on – on the show, April, April 8th in Chicago, I got nine kids on that show, you know, I, you know, so it's definitely, I'm working over here. It's just, Wait, so you, you got know, a show you, April 9th, April 8th. Yeah. It's not necessarily, it's not my show. I just have eight, nine kids on it, but Bobby hits uh, shout out to Bobby hits in Chicago. So, you know, it's a, it's a big show for, for myself and my partner. So we're going to see how it goes and, you know, we're going to try to bring Chicago back. Uh, to the boxing scene because I feel like it kind of fell off for a minute. So we're back and, you know, we're going to try to bring our kids on, you know, four times a year and, and push the pace. Uh, I sent you that information on your DMs and I also sent you a okay, video cool. of the girl uh, sparring on your WhatsApp. Um, gotcha. And uh, you wanted you brought up you brought up Sky Sky Nicholson. I wanted to talk about that whenever you got a second. Yeah, sure I wanted to forget. talk about that opponent, bro. It's like I'm saying, like, how the hell they approve Sky Nicholson's opponent, but they can't get you a fucking Summer Lin fight. Like that girl from Spain was horrible. It, I yeah. <laughs> bro, I don't even know what's going on in some of these women. Like she was just literally running into Sky. I mean, credit uh, to Sky, like she got Facebook. tired. Exactly. <laughs> But 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 for the first couple of rounds and and every so often Sky would do what she needed to which was hook and pivot hook and pivot yeah. tie this girl up like bro where are they finding these B sides how could Summer not get a shot but they gave this seven and zero Spaniard woman an opportunity for no reason she, no reason the way she was punching she wasn't gonna hurt anyone you know I think you know the other thing too is like. You know, every time I do a deal with someone, I'm always looking to like, okay, if we beat her, is there anything behind that? You know what I mean? So I think, you know, I ask a lot of questions and I think a lot of times when you're you're the B side, a lot of the B side people, they're obviously, people are the B side for a reason, whether it's, you know, they don't know how the boxing game works, whether, you know, they're comfortable, they just want to fight. Some people just want to fight and they just, they don't really care to be signed or whatever. I try to get all my kids promotional deals. So every time I'm, we go out, I'm like, okay, if we beat this kid, we would love a, another opportunity at XYZ, you know? So I think for some reason, you know, it's just easier to deal with people who don't ask questions and, and who just take the first offer. You know, I never take the first offer, obviously, and I'm trying to get the best for my kids. But sometimes it's like, it almost it, it, it almost works against me sometimes, you know what I mean? It, it's, um, it sucks, you know? I've learned, Rick, in this game, you never take the first offer. Mm -mm. But I think the game is changing because it's like almost people, every time I don't take the first offer, they're like, Rick, come on, man. You always give everybody trouble. And it's like, 
man, like, I don't know, like, where in the world have you, have you guys ever taken a first offer of anything? Ew. Like, I know you two pretty well, and I know you two guys don't take the first offer of anything, so it's like, why that should first I, you offer know, better so. be overwhelming. I tell you that. If it, I'm, right. I'm telling you, if it, if it, if it makes me feel good, then I, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna expect yeah. more. I won't. I'm not one of those guys. that's like, damn, a million, and then it's like, well, damn, if they give me a million, maybe I could get two. Well, nah, fuck yeah, that. Right. That million is good for me. I'm good with that. Yo, they were saying they were saying that um, it, this NBA player just had stake in the company. Boom, he want to sell his stake. Or, oh, it was Jay Z. It wasn't no NBA player. It was Jay Z. He has he had Doucet. and so he's selling. He was trying to sell uh, his share, and so basically they saying that they undervalued, right? So the company is now mm -hmm. undervaluing whatever, whatever, and so he took them to court and got eight hundred million, and they like, yeah, that was cool, but if it was really worth five billion. You was gonna get two point five. You settled for eight hundred million now, and it's like, what was yeah. it really worth? If they gave you eight hundred, what was it really worth? Yeah. Rick, so that's, the, chat, that's, the chat wants you to re-answer that because they're saying you first said uh, that the Josh offer was too low, but then you said it was bad timing. So which is it? I, I think a little bit of both. You know, I think to be straight honest with you, I would have taken the fight. You know, and I hope no one from Matchroom watches this. I would have taken the fight for almost any amount of money with respect to Josh. Um, you know, meaning like we just didn't have enough time together at that point, Josh and I. I think we were only together four months. And I felt like for me to implement the right style, I need Josh at least six to eight months for me to say, okay, this is a fight. Now we get eight weeks on top of that. Let's do it. You know, so he's been adjusting to my style. He's been adjusting to sparring, different sparring. So it was a kind of, um, I wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with the amount of time that I had with Josh and the offer was too low. So I guess it would, the offer being so low and them not willing to adjust their offer was easy for, for me to say, you know what, I'm going to step back. Um, I definitely think that's a fight that'll come back around. I don't. I don't think Mark Castro is excelling so fast that he's gonna blow, you know, through Josh's level. You know, he's probably a little bit above it right now, but I don't think he's skyrocketing to the top like some of these other people are. So, I think that fight will come back around. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, I would. Did I answer I, that question? I felt yes, like I didn't yes. answer a question again. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sorry, no, my bad. No, yes, yes, and no, I would agree too. I mean, obviously. Um, you know, for you working with somebody, that's you investing not just your time, your money, your energy. Yeah. So you want to make sure that if you're going to put him in a situation that he's prepared to be in that situation. It makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. Makes perfect yeah, and I just sense. wanted to, you know, and coming back from, you know, Abu Dhabi, I wanted to make sure that if, I, if we're going to be, if my team and myself will be on TV, I wanted us to perform at the peak performance and put on a great effort and, and, and hopefully pull off the win. You know, just everything about that fight was just, the timing wasn't 100% right. The money was way too low. It was just, you know, I ain't going to let it slip again, put it that way, you know. The opportunity is bigger than the money for sure. In my head, I thought the opportunity was bigger than the money. But it, I just didn't have enough time with them. So I'm being told that the female I sent you um, mm -hmm. is willing to come to Chicago. But I also sent cool. you another one. That is very young, but uh, highly decorated. 
I got a couple of questions from the people. James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas says, if Tank versus Ryan happens, how does it turn out? Does Ryan see uh, the 12th round? You know what? I think th- I think I answered this before on Twitter, but it's like those guys are so volatile. volatile. Like between like those guys getting arrested, those guys sleeping with chicks, baby mama drama. Like I feel like – one week I have Tank, the next week I have Ryan, the next week I have Tank, the next week I have Ryan. So if Ryan – here's this, this is what I'll say. This is my answer. If Ryan doesn't stop Tank in four rounds, I think Tank wins. I think Ryan's good early. He starts faster than Tank, but Tank comes on better later. So if he doesn't do it in the first three or four, Tank, Tank might stop him. I don't think it's going to go twelve. Ruin of 504 New Orleans says, how much credit should Jessica McCaskill get for beating a former Shields victim in Hazabin when just last year Jessica said she's not impressed with the top women's boxers? I mean, that's not – I mean, again, this is a, a three-sanctioning body mandatory. She's mandatory in three different sanctioning bodies. So, I mean, if it was up to me um, – she isn't obviously my top choice, but this is what we have to do to, to satisfy more than one mandatory, three of them actually. So, you know, we're but just going to have to, she she's in our credit? way. Um, no, I mean, I think, no, I don't. Unless, unless Jess like knocks her out and, and kind of like the Elma situation, if Jess goes out there and pulls uh, a Jessica or an Elma Abaro type situation on her, then yeah, I mean, I think it'll be noticed. Um, credit, mm, that's a little different than noticed, but very little, if any. But, yeah, we just got to make sure we win spectacularly. But we ultimately, we got to make sure we just win. Bro, that's an underrated win. You know, for us, uh, we celebrate I because, I because we, we picked Jessica and bet Jessica by knockout in that fight. So, you know, it's, it gets celebrated here a lot. But, you know, having interviewed Raquel Miller and knowing that Raquel went the distance with that same girl was like, oh, wow. How'd that happen? Yeah, no, no doubt. And and I think, you know, I think Raquel Miller, you know, sometimes she's like hot and sometimes she's just kind of like flat. But, you know, sometimes, you know, everyone knows Raquel Miller like a punch. So I think, you know, she might not have had the best performance that night. I don't know. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, we just plan to, to get the victory. I don't even care how it comes. We just need to win that fight. So I got Bougie in Broward that says, no question, Coach, but thanks for coming on the show. Can you talk with uh, with him about Rosa, please, and thank you. And Rosa is the girl that I sent you. Her name is Rosalinda oh. Rodriguez. She lives in the Miami area. She's 13-0, three KOs. Um, and like I said, I sent you the sparring and stuff like that so that you can see. And, and, and Rosa, Rosa is the girl who wants to come to Chicago? Yes. Okay. I, I haven't seen her, to be honest with you. I'm going to look at her right now when we're done and, and take a look, and I'll definitely come back on the show and, and talk about it. Yeah, I have no problem, man, like bringing people out. Like I said, Jessica's got a, Jessica lives at my house, and she has a whole house. Uh, we have other apartments that are just empty. You know what I mean? So we have no problem bringing people out at all. You know, Jessica's very generous. Uh, you know, I like to think I'm generous, so we have no problem bringing everybody out. We love new talent. We You're love a very generous guy, Rick. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate it. I mean, that's what kind of why we're in this game. What's the point of of how? I mean, what's the point of winning and doing all this stuff if we can't share it? You know, we share everything we got, everything. You know. 
Do you think my final question is? Do you think that yeah. a, a a big win is needed over this opponent in order to get a a a re-signing with Matchroom, or or do you prefer to keep Jessica free agent at the moment? Uh, that is a great question. Um, I don't even know if I could say this yet, but I'm gonna say this right now on your show. Um, I will have a Matchroom deal, uh, win or loss. Eddie and I already talked, Eddie and I already talked, you know, uh, like I said, I told him how I felt. I felt disrespected and I felt like we've been loyal to Matchroom as far as Jessica's career. And, um, you know, Eddie and I talked and we made two different scenarios, whether Jess wins this next fight or loses this next fight. Um, and I made sure that Jessica has some protection and some insurance, um, as far as options after this fight. So I'm just waiting for the contract to come over. And once I sign it, it's official, official. But right now it's verbally official. We we went over details, Eddie and I, no in between. Like I think in the past where I would talk to matching lawyers or, you know, Kevin Rooney, who I love, no disrespect to Kevin, I love, but sometimes, you know, words get mixed up in translation. Um, sometimes Eddie and I talk and we're so excited that we're like, yo, let's do this, let's do that. And then we go back to Kevin and Kevin's like, what the fuck did you guys talk about? And so, but this time around, I talked to Eddie and Jessica. Um, we'll get a matchroom deal, win or lose um, this next fight. But obviously, we will win and, you know, we'll be successful and move forward. Is that a dog I see back there? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two, two English bulldogs running around the studio. Nice. nice but that's nice. all my questions. you have yeah. any more? No, nah, man. It's always great to talk to Rick Catch Up. Yeah, Rick, if you can give out your social media and and Jessica's as well or any, if you have like a a fighter management social media or you're just using Rick, it's all good. But yeah, if you can just give it out where some of these females that are going to be interested in uh, management can contact you. Yeah, for sure. So you can find me on all social media platforms, rickramosboxing.com or rickramosboxing on all social media platforms. You can find Jessica McCaskill, Jessica McCaskill on all social media platforms as well. Like I said, we're always looking for new talent. Jessica will probably start signing fighters at the end of the year uh, with me together. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about the future. And, you know, we plan to stick around for a long time. All right, Rick. Well, thank you once again, man. I wish you guys the best of luck. And uh, can't wait to get you back on. All right, brother. I'm going to check out that uh, Rosa girl and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. Check your WhatsApp. I sent you a three-minute sparring clip on WhatsApp. All right, brothers. So thank you guys for having me on, man. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate you, Rick. That was good interview. Definitely a good interview. We needed those answers. Um, and it's good to hear that she has a deal. I was almost feeling a little bit mad at Eddie that uh, she was being treated the way that she was, honestly. You know, it's like, yo, how do you not win a purse bid for Undisputed Champ? How does an Undisputed Champ not have a return contract? But we are taking callers. Discord. Or the number above my head, one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time. We going out to Tweener D L Styles. Hello. What up, champ? Yo, no way. Turn your TV Y'all down. Can hear me? Yep, we hear you, but you got to turn down. your radio down. Okay, yeah, it's down. Um, well, first, first and foremost, I want to give a huge shout out to the Boxing Voice. I watch you guys every morning. Appreciate you guys are it. awesome. 
I love um, the, I, the YouTube Shorts is what um, what introduced me to you guys. And, um, you know, keep them coming, man. I, I watch you guys. I, I love your takes on everything. And, um, I don't know, it's a good way to uh, start my day off with the boxing voice. So I want to give a shout to you guys. And um, I just came in. I mean, it's my birthday, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to the, to the boxing voice. But you guys are awesome. Um, happy <laughs> birthday, kind of, my brother. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate what, that. What um, sign is I, that? My dad's birthday is like in... The 26th. My dad's birthday was yesterday. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, happy birthday. Um, so I'm an Aquarius. I'm not into signs. I'm okay. a stop sign. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, sign. listen, like, I mean, I respect everyone's sign. I don't care if you're an asparagus, a Capri Sun, <laughs> whatever you may be. Um, but um, I, like I said, it's not my thing. But, you know, to each their own. So, so, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to like give a shout to you guys and thank you guys so much for, um, you know, for taking my call or taking my, yeah, my, basically my, I tried calling yesterday, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty new to this whole calling in thing. Like I said, it's my first time calling. Um, I know we, I'm no, I know it's like off topic, but I just wanted to say hi to you guys and, um, I would definitely like to call in more. And, um, once again, um, happy birthday to, Ed, uh, to Danny's dad. And um, y saludos a mi gente um, de Latinoamérica. Let's go, champ. Oh, yeah? What's your nationality, champ? So, I mean, I was born here in the DMV. My parents are from Mexico. Okay. And um, I don't, I do not look like a Mexican. I'm, like, kind of like the American Canelo. I'm just, I'm just like a six-foot, I'm a six-foot white dude. And um, <laughs> I'm just a six-foot white dude who has been, you know, trying to box for, you know, over a year and a half now. Oh, you boxing, too. And, Oh yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not like these. You know, I'm not gonna say no YouTubers' names. I'm not like these other YouTubers who just call in and try to cuss you out and just talk about you know Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, I've like I've been training and I'm like, okay, I just finished college, got my diploma in the mail like a couple of days ago. I'm like, Congrats, okay, maybe man. I could. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I, I I really do appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you guys. It's just so it's kind of surreal knowing that I've been listening to you guys for like for months now, and I've I've watched all the YouTube shorts, and I just can't get enough of it. And for you guys to say that that I mean, it means a lot to me. So you guys are awesome. But um, appreciate about it. About the boxing, about the, about the boxing gym. Basically, the only thing we got here in the DMV, we got like two big gyms in the area, and we have the the Mayweather Boxing Gym, which is tremendously expensive. And then we have the the UFC gym, which does have a boxing ring. And then they have like the amateurs there, and they have a couple pro fi pro fighters there, like a couple like low profile pro fighters there. So now that I'm off of school, I can like you know I've been I've been just uh, I've been running, and I just been like you know hitting the heavy bag, and I'm just trying to you know save up my funds, and when the time comes back, just get a membership when I can, and just you know put the paws in the bag and try to see if I can put the paws on somebody else. All right, champ. Um, I would say look for another gym, man. If that gym's too expensive, man, look for another gym. Don't 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 let them uh, stagnate you, man. Don't let them hold you up. No, no, it won't. It won't. I, I mean, it won't. I think you know, th you know, <laughs> things take time, and good things come to those who wait. So, um, you know, w when the time comes, which will be soon, I'm gonna get after it. And um, yeah, I think you know. 
I'm just excited for the future. I'm excited. I'm 23 years young, and, um, you know, nothing's stopping me now. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, so, you know, shout out to everyone, man. You guys are – I keep saying it, but you guys are incredible, man. Like, I can't say it enough. Thank you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. Champ. Keep well, uh, rocking out. Keep tuning in, and hopefully you call in again. For sure. What I do want you to do is head on over to iTunes and drop us a five-star five review. Just say everything you've been saying, how awesome, how dope, how you found the show so that someone else can also find the show. We're going to Muzzle House. What up? Muzzle House. Muzzle house, we don't hear you. Just a bunch of static. Here we go. Muzzle, muzzle, muzzled up. Muzzle, muzzled up. If you're on Twitter, Discord, whatever, gotta raise your hand. Got to request to jump on. We taking callers right now. We going out to the five one six. Looking like we are in Queens. Actually, Brooklyn, Long Island. What up, Adrian? Yo, what up, TBV? What's good? good. What up, champ? I'm in the gym right now to speak. Yo, I want to talk about this topic, uh, Edgar Berlanga versus uh, Nello. I fuck with Berlanga. He's from Brooklyn, New York. I fell with Boricua. But, bro, I'm going to be hella tight if he gets that fight over Benavidez, bro. Get that. Yeah, I think that would really happen. He gets the fight over Benavidez. I mean, you know why he gonna get the fight over Benavidez? Like, it's the same reason why Yeardum got it and Billy Joe got it. Like, it's an easier fight with a bigger background. Not Yeardum, but but Billy had the country right. You know, uh, easy fight yeah. to make, easy fight to win. I don't, I don't know. If that happens though. I, I'm gonna have to lose respect for Canelo, dude. Like. You know, just David's been waiting. But let me ask you, why would you why would you lose respect? He he fights his mandatory and rider in May. Then he rematches Bivol in September. Why can't he fight Berlanga in December? No. You said I cut out or you cut out? You cut out. I said he okay, I said he's gonna rematch he's gonna fight his mandatory fighter, John Ryder, in May. Then he's going to rematch Bivol to defend the 168-pound undisputed in September. What is wrong with him fighting Berlanga in December? I'm just saying, dude. I feel like most people want to see the Benavides fight. And you talking shit about Benavides not fighting no champions, blah, blah, blah. You can say the same shit about Edgar. But, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. Isn't the Bivol rematch... Proven to be more dangerous than, than the Mexican monster. I mean, I guess. Yeah, so, so, fight, so again, <clears throat> so he's taking care of his mandatory in May. Then he's gonna fight the dude everybody thinks will beat him again in September. If he beats Bivol, are you mad that the one dude in boxing who could fight three times for Edgar Belanga in? December? I'm just, I'm just saying, dude. I, I would just like to see the Benavides fight first. Like, I get it, but I just Benavides think, not. I think you guys are unrealistic. Like, you, you, you know, let me pull up Oscar's record because when he fought Stevie Forbes, who would he fight before and after? 
Like, you can't expect dudes to get in there three times a year versus monsters. You got to give them a break. At least, if you're going to fight monsters, fight the Mexican monsters over the Puerto Rican monsters. But he fighting Bivol. The dude did beat him. My man got a chip on his shoulder. He want that get back. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if I'm just being biased or or what, but wouldn't y'all like to see David be in the video? I, I, I just don't over, see, I don't uh, see, I don't see Jamal Charlo fighting John Ryder, Bivol, and Berlanga. Like I, I, you know, no one else schedule is like Canelo's. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. Maybe he vacates. What do you think? I don't think he does that. So y'all just don't feel like that's fucked up. I mean, Bro, I, you I'm talking don't... about shit being fucked up that ain't even happened. Like, don't Benavidez got to fight first and win? But, but we gonna be talking about Benavidez at twelve o'clock. Benavidez got his own plan, and it ain't got Canelo right. in it. Okay, I'll be tuning in. According, all right. Uh-huh. According to Canelo, I mean, according to Benavidez, he got three fights. So. You know, we'll talk about that, but I'm on Oscar's resume here. When the hell did he fight Stevie Forbes? Where the hell that Stevie Forbes fight at? There you go. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is what I'm saying. Stop! Look, he fought Bernard, right? So start over, start over, start over. Look. Um... Arturo Gotti. And and look, it, it just it shows you right there. Look, look. Obacar, Ike Corte, two big names, right? Julio Cesar Chavez. But Chavez was old. Then he fights Corte. Obacar loses to Trinidad. Comes back, fights Darrell Coley. Loses to Mosley. Comes back, fights Arturo Gotti. Javier, not Castillo. This is another one. With a J at the end. Castijo. I never seen that, but whatever. Castijo, yeah. Uh, then he fights Fernando Vargas. Then he fights Luis Romo's Raymond Campas. Then loses again to Shane. Arguably loses again back to back because of the Felix Stern fight. Nobody thought he won. Then loses again to Bernard. But then he fights Mayorga. Not a tough opponent. But then he loses again to Floyd. But then he fights Stevie Forbes, not a tough opponent. But then he loses again to Pacquiao. Like, that's how it is. That's what I said. Obacar was tough. I said that. I said Obacar, Icarte, back to back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then he lost to Felix. But you you, you need, like, it can't, you can't fight three times a year and want that dude to fight three tough dudes a year. Meanwhile, everyone else is fighting two times a year and there's only one tough dude in a two-fight year. Like, I don't get y'all with this, you know, being so upset at Canelo. He he at least is trying to put together three-fight schedules where we ain't getting that shit with nobody else. So if he going to fight his mandatory, which we can't be upset at, and then he going to fight the dude that beat him, which means he's putting himself in position to arguably lose again, no, I'm not mad if he fights Berlanga in December. Like, what the hell? 
For Belanga, it really needs to be a June fight so he could capitalize the the most off his fan base. You know, you would probably want to do that at June, Puerto Rican Day Parade type of thing. You know, uh, really get the Puerto Ricans rooting for him. But we going out to Boston, Georgie Porgie, what it do? Hey, yo, what's happening, people? What up, champ? Listen, Mr. Gibbs, how you been, Danny? What up, champ? How you feeling, Georgie? Man, everybody got some cool shit last night. Everybody in a good mood. Yes. I'm not going to be the one fucking up the vibe. Speak for yourself, Listen. Champ. What up? <laughs> Bro, let me tell you something. I actually had, I actually had somebody ask me, like, yesterday at the gym like yo danny what you doing for valentine's day and i just pointed to the gym i'm like i'm here ain't i and they like valentine's schmalentine's bro you know what they they was like yo a couple of us single guys going bowling since we ain't got no 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 man i ain't even do that i just went home went to bed Hmm. that's a dedicated student of the sport baby that's all it is that's you know something to be applauded Listen, let me get to the call real quick. First of all, like, this is how you guys become, like, historians. And it's great that the TBB keeping expanding, getting new people. And some people know about boxing. Some people don't know. But that A-side shit, you got you to gotta repeat yourself and repeat yourself. Some people earn the right. Canelo have earned his way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's certain fights that you cannot ask Canelo for. We can ask for fucking Crawford and Arrow. That's due to us. There's certain fights that, yeah, we should be outraged. But there's certain guys that they just, you know, they pay their way, baby. What do you want to pay five fucking top guys fucking three times a year like Nessus? You got to give him a little cake here and there. It's a business. Price fighting. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is like like an equilibrium here that we gotta maintain. And you guys gotta be the one telling these people, you know, why he's the A side. And I know it sucks that you gotta repeat yourself on that shit, but it is what it is. You gotta educate people on this shit. I don't have a lot to say. Shout out to T V V, shout out to everybody in the chat, Tom Top, all that good shit, I'm out. I right, Georgie, that uh, that would be amazing. I'm being told that Eddie wants to do something with Berlanga in Puerto Rico. Yo, Chavez, Berlanga in Puerto Rico. Chavez too big to go over there? Hell no. I don't think he go, though. I don't think he can make 68. When the last time he been at 68? Shit. Uh... The Jacobs fight. <clears throat> and then he missed weight for that? Ron Boy Fresh. What up? Ow. What's good, Slim? What up, what up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just took my shit. I told, I was going to tell y'all that they're about to do something with Belanga out Puerto Rico. I actually got a house at Aquadilla. But, um, oh, yeah, wow. so they doing that's dope. Yeah, so they doing something with yeah. They I heard they was doing something with uh, Belenga out Puerto Rico. My whole thing is I don't really have a problem with the Edgar Belenga and Cinnamon fight. My whole thing though is, are we sure this is the problem? This is the problem I have. Are we sure Edgar Belenga is going to look good enough 
Because right now, what is he ranked in the W? He no, should be ranked we, in the IBF look, and WBO. No, we're not sure. Just like we're not sure that uh, Canelo going to fight Bivol the second half of the year. Just like we're not sure. Yo, I don't, I don't even think I, I don't, even, I don't even saying, think Canelo is going to fight Bivol. Yeah, I know. We're but not no. even sure that he fighting Ryder in Mexico. Edgar Belanga's number four, yeah. by the way, in the WBO. Right. So, number four in the IBF. And number 12 in the WBC. And All right, cool. that number six in the WBA, Dan, that's crazy. So this is so this is where I'm Highly so this is where I'm going with this. I don't think I don't think Cinnamon is gonna fight right. I mean, gonna fight um, gonna fight Bibble. I don't care what nobody say. He's not running it back unless unless Bibble go to sixty eight. I'm not interested in that fight. So you know how emotional motherfuckers are called of do whatever the fuck they gotta do about that. Um, the other thing is I do believe that. Cinnamon will fight Benavidez before he fights Belanga. So I'm I'm on record for saying that. I don't care what happens. If 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 and this is a strong if if Benavidez can get past Plant, which I don't think he's gonna get past Plant. Another opinion, so motherfuckers can get mad about that as well. Um. So yeah, but yeah, um, I, I don't have a problem with Cinnamon fighting Belanga, man. But we Belanga, my whole thing is Belanga just need to look good on his next outing. I don't want him to look meager at best. Below average, like he's been looking. He need to go ahead and look above standards, and then go ahead and make the cinnamon fight. I don't have Damn. a problem with that shit. A good matchroom yeah, fight would have been Ali Akhmadov, but that dude is tough as fuck. That's not how. Yeah, nah, actually. So what's going on? Uh, uh, what's up with my man? Shit, uh, put him in there with uh. Oh fuck, is Laron? Who's with Laron? Laron with matchroom, right? Laron, who? Laron Richards. Sniper. Laurent. Oh, sniper yeah, with? yeah, yeah. Um, sniper, I don't sniper know. Sniper with Matchroom? Uh-uh. Think... Is he with Matchroom or, or Frank? Or is he with Frank? I think I can't, Frank. I, keep I think Frank. Uh, he, is, well, he is with Frank. That's my man, though. I fuck with Sniper. That's my man. But I they can do Craig I'm Richards, right? Underrated. What they about... They can do Craig. They can do I like, Craig. I like I, that Craig was my fight. next thing. Craig got a fight. I like the I Pacheco fight. fight. I want the Pacheco fight before yeah. Canelo. I don't Pacheco, know about that, but now you... Now you... Now you putting two undefeated... Prospects that could be, you know, they're separate yeah. businesses, you know. Or you could put a Mexican yeah, but and see, a Puerto but, Rican that's gonna sell. And yeah, but you my whole see thing who is like that, and whoever not like that, yeah, you can, you can either let Danny go right. or or keep, you know. Go I like that route. fight too. The 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 yeah. uh, Michael Zafara. I like that fight. The nah, 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 uh, uh. What? I don't like that fight. Nah, Zafar, nah, I don't like that, dog. Come on, nah. I am, nah, come on. But Zafar up there for he some need a, crazy reason. He need, a, he need an introductory matchroom fight, and they going to yeah. put him in Puerto Rico. He can't lose. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And that, I don't, I, not Zafar, though. I, I hear you. And that's actually a possibility. I just don't want, no, I thought Zafar got a fight, though. Didn't they just mandate him to fight? Isn't he doing a, a eliminator somewhere? I... I think he's doing a, I think, I think he's doing an eliminator somewhere. I don't know in which sanctioned body. I think he's doing an eliminator. If he, I'm not mistaken, he, he a division but, uh, below. He a division below, and he he ranked yeah, number so one. he's in, doing in, an uh, eliminator somewhere. He ranked number so one. So he in out the, the pitcher. He's doing an eliminator. Yeah, he doing an eliminator. So he's out the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doing an eliminator. Good. Get him out the way. Good. I like, uh, but I like, I like. Uh, I mean, man. I mean, I like. I mean, Belinga. I mean, he might can do something. I see the money in it, so you know what I'm saying. I mean, I see it. Um, but I just think 
if Benavidez beats Caleb, I still say you want to see Benavidez and Cinnamon before you see Edgar Belenga rolled out. That's just my, I know Eddie's talking about they, you know, they got a plan for him to fight Cinnamon, but first he got to look good. And Belenga hasn't been really looking good. So first they got to make him look good first. And we're not talking about just probably one, maybe two fights. He got to look good. But, you know, that that's all I got to say on that shit, Slim. But, yeah, but it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I hope, yeah, I like the Belenga out uh, Puerto Rico. I heard that was happening. But I'm out, Mo. All right. I'm going to that. He fighting Puerto Rico. I just oh, need... yeah. Oh, my bad. I just need the right opponent, and I'm going to that. <laughs> it ain't Ak- Akmadov either. I thought Akmadov was Wolverine that Billy Joe fought. That's not the same one. Um, this is the one that beat Rosado but lost to Carlos Gongora. I I'm not talking about this one. I'm talking about Wolverine, so I'm going to look him up. Uh, he's the one that Billy Joe and Demetrius Andre faced. That's who I am discussing. Billy Joe Saunders, where you at? My man retired, man. Billy Joe. There we go. So, yeah. uh, It's definitely Wolverine, the one I'm talking about. Uh, I'm pretty sure Andre fought him, too. He ain't been stopped, though. So that gives a good barometer for Belanga. See where the power's at. You know, um, this person's name is Arthur Akakov. He fought at 160. He's got four losses. Uh, Falco just beat him by knockout. Demetrius beat him in the 12th round by knockout. Shout out Demetrius. I thought they, that, that that wasn't a knockout. Okay. TKO'd him in 12. Billy Joe went 12 round decision, and he was the first or the second person to give him a loss. Um, I say bring him up. He last fought uh, at 165. Bring him up. Common opponent with some bigger names. Even though this ain't going to move the needle in Puerto Rico, I don't know um, what they do. It's going to be interesting to see who they choose to to, to fight uh, Berlanga in Puerto Rico. London runs boxing, been a member for two months at the contender level, says Berlanga versus Jacobs. I don't mind that fight, but you got to remember that both of them are managed by the same manager, so that might not happen. It might not happen. They both got Keith Conley. You know, Conley might know what Jacobs got. Jacobs definitely cut from a cloth. Okay, so they saying uh, Berlanga as the headline and take Yankel Rivera, the flyway, as the co-main. I would also throw uh, Serrano on there. Like, take all your Puerto Ricans, you you know, uh, get Serrano, get uh, Berlanga, and then Yankel and whoever else they got. I know they don't got Xander because uh, that's top rank. But whoever else they got this of Puerto Rican descent. They could bring back Christian Tapia that lost to Thomas Matisse. I know Matisse is the one that got the matchroom deal off the win. 
But listen, Christian Tapia was in the fight of the year candidate in that fight with Thomas Matisse. It would be unfair not to get that man a return, you know, when he fought his heart out and, uh, you know, gave us a fucking, a fucking show. That was a beautiful show and display of boxing. I got LV Slugger. What up? TBB, fellas, what's up? What up? You straight. I'm good. Yes. Yo, man, Belongo, man. You know what I'm saying? The match room, I see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see what he do over there. You know, we all know what he was on, on top rank doing, you know, on that first round KO streak. And, you know, his last couple of performances, man, kind of, you know, lackluster, you know, especially the last one. You know, he, uh, I guess he was going back to his Mike Tyson, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, hopefully he can learn from that. You know, he can get back to it. And try to get back on that, not necessarily a KO streak, but just looking good, man. You know, he had a lot of buzz early on in his career. And like I said, them last couple of uh, performances have been lackluster. So I'm just, I'm, I want to see what they do with him over there. You know, uh, I, I want to throw him straight in the Canelo fight. You know, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to build him up to that fight. Uh, not sure what 168 they got over there, but uh, I'm not, I don't know if he got a. Uh, a former world champion on his resume, and I'm not sure where uh, Truex at, but we know the last time Truex was in the ring, you know, Caleb couldn't stop him. You know what I'm saying? So, But, uh, but being a Daniel Jacobs stopped him. That would be a good fight. I wonder if Truex is retired or still with PBC. That's, That's a good fight ask. for Belanga. Yeah, that was, I don't know if he retired. I haven't really heard from him since that Caleb Plant fight. So, you know, if he wanted to come back, you know, and give Belanga you know, opportunity to see if he can uh, get back on that KO streak. You know, and True Truex being a former champ, I think he can give Belanga some good work. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Truex. Uh, I mean, that's I'm a good fight, bro. They fight. they haven't even put him in with a former world champ. That's a good fight. He was the the, the IBF champ. That's a good fight. If if yeah, he's that, not retired, you know. Yeah, that's why I said that's why I said because I haven't really heard much from him since that Caleb Plant fight. But I'm pretty sure he'll come back for a nice little bag against Belanga. I'm pretty sure they'll build it up. You know, Belanga being the Puerto Rican, being one of their biggest stars. You know, uh, Puerto Rican stars. So uh, I'm pretty sure he'll get a nice little bag to come on back and fight Belanga. And let's see what if Belanga can get the stoppage. Yo, he look good. What about but, Edgar Belanga versus Lonnie B? Puerto Rico. Uh, I think that I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I want if I'm if I'm Eddie, I wouldn't do it, man. Especially how he looked his last performance. Uh, we know Lonnie B got that win over Utaki, you know, another champion. So I mean, I wouldn't do it right off the bat. Probably a true ex in line. I don't know though, man. Like Lonnie B gonna be a good boxer, and I think he'll give the longest some problems in the, and you know, and they trying to build him up to that Canelo fight. I think I think Lonnie B can be, you know, upset the apple card on that one, man. So I, I wouldn't do Lonnie B, man. I, I, like I said, I think Truex, him being up there in age, haven't really been in the ring since the Caleb Plant fight. That's the route I'll go rather than Lonnie B. And I don't know when the last time Lonnie B been in the ring either. So he got they, he got three years out the ring. Yeah, yeah, CC. So they might can do it, but I, I think Lonnie got the skill set that can definitely. Uh, Frustrated, Belanga. Like I said, we seen what he did that last fight when he was getting frustrated, and he he went to his Mike Tyson. So, I mean, if they want that Canelo fight, 
I think they gotta put somebody put them in there with a name, but it, like I said, they, that's gonna be really just a, a, a event, man. I don't think he holds up against Canelo. Nothing shows me he's ready for Canelo, but uh, like I said, that's probably a bigger money fight over there in match room with the zone, so they are gonna try to build it up. But uh, yeah, Evil Truex, Line B, those two good names to try to get them in there with to try to get them ready for uh. I don't think neither one gets them ready for Canelo, but just a name, you know what I'm saying, just a name on his resume. But uh, let's see how he do. Hopefully he can uh, bounce back from his last couple of performances and start back looking good to where, you know, uh, the Puerto Rican. Well, I think they already backing him up uh, uh, regardless, you know, just because he's Puerto Rican. But I, I think more of the boxing side uh, get more behind him as he, as he start looking better rather than these last couple of performances he's been giving up. But, yeah, man, that's all I've got, man. All right, all right. I'm going to put this poll together. It ain't the greatest, um, but it is what it is. I can't think of any better options at the moment. Uh, so the poll is, who should Edgar Belanga face in Puerto Rico as his first fight under matchroom? Lonnie Thompson at 68. Caleb Truex at 68. Zach Parker at 68, but he's coming off the loss. Or Diego Pacheco. At 68. I got Bandemic B. Bandemic. Gotta accept the invitation. I don't even know that they go that big. Bandemic. Gotta speak up. You get what I'm saying? In terms of options. Yeah. Dan, they going to take somebody. Because you got to remember, Danny went over there with Mauricio Herrera. I you think, can't just go to Puerto Rico versus nobody. Yeah, I mean. Puerto Rico's Puerto Rico's a deeply rich country in boxing. Like, they, they can't be fooled. So if you try to bring him over there so he could get the Puerto Rican love, but then you put him in versus, a, a you know, it, it got to be somebody. I don't know that none of the names I put, they even know. So I'm not saying none of the names I said are somebody. But I think he does need somebody. I don't think he could just get a homecoming versus a nobody main event in Puerto Rico. Now, I'm, you know, this might be a bit, a bit past. But I think like the por- perfect Cannon, guy let me get a mic would check. be somebody like Porky. Medina? Yeah. And he's Mexican. You couldn't do that. And he's coming upon him with the monster. How long he been out the ring? Can you check that? Cannon, can I get a mic check? Because Bandemic ain't saying nothing. Boxing Savant, let me hear from you. And if you're on Blog Talk, I need you to hit the one button at least one time. That's going to let me know you're ready to rock and roll. Can you hear me? I do. Oh, he just fought in October. He's on a four uh, four knockout streaks. Four, yeah, four we hear you, Boxing streaks. Savant. What's good? Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all talking about uh, Berlinga should match up with what y'all, what y'all think yep. about him and uh, him and Steve Nelson uh, going ahead and get that bad blood out the way. Uh, I like that fight, but Steve Nelson is a free agent, and I doubt that Matchroom is going to do that. If they're going to put him in with an undefeated fighter, they're going to put him in with Pacheco in case he loses. Pacheco gets that that uh, that you know clout. Okay, okay, yeah. Cause like I said, I, I seen uh. I seen so called woofing at him when he was uh when he was first uh going through his motions with uh trying to get away from the top rank. 
saying he, he wants to line it up because they got a little bit of bad blood, I guess. And uh, Yeah, SoCo been wanting that fight since they both was with Top Rank, bro. Yeah, so, so you know, uh, SoCo, he just fought at 175, so that, that would be uh, Berlanga's favor, per se, if you, if you, you know, offer him a contract and uh, he got to make 168. And he got to come from come from 175. That I think that would uh, that would work in Berlanga's uh, favor. But uh, and uh, everybody talking about uh, you know him him uh, being deserving of the uh, fight with Saul. Uh, honestly, I don't I don't see a problem with uh, with Canelo uh, getting in there rumbling with him. I just want uh, I just want Canelo to uh, you know honor that phone call he did with uh, Xander per se. Xander's uh, standing. Uh, same track and they able to share the ring, you know, before he called it quits. That definitely be uh that definitely be beautiful. Xander better get his weight up. Xander better get Xander better get his weight up. He only had fifty four. So if he wanna get a fight with Canelo, he better he better press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I said the same thing, you know, maybe like, you know, depending on depending on if the bag's still there and Canelo feel like he did what he did in the sport, you know. You want to get get Xander that run, you know. Xander want that. He want that get back for uh Miguel Cotto. So, like I said, that that be that be a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? That's all I got right now. All right, that's a good option. Who said that? Michael Manning. Nope. That Smitty said. Kyrone Davis. The problem with the Kyrone Davis fight is that he's with Al. Are they gonna let him cross that street? But that's a good fight. Common opponent with uh Benavidez. You know, tough dude. Um. Yeah, that's a good opponent. Uh, if you're on Blog Talk, now is the time to hit the one button. That's going to indicate to me you ready to rock and roll. Uh, I got Mr. Calderon, $2 Super Chat. He says, how about Yerdam, a common opponent with Nello? That's not a bad thing. And he's a common opponent with, with Chris Eubank Jr., that's actually something they can do. He do got the Canelo clout. He had that Miami fight with Canelo. That's probably a very safe fight that'll give Berlanga some commercial marketability and I don't know uh, residual exposure off of off of Canelo. What you think, Danny? You think that uh, some Canelo still dripping off of Yerdam? I don't mind it. I don't think it's a bad opponent for Berlanga, but I don't think that he would. Would you say dripping off of Canelo? No, I don't believe that. Do not believe that. So you don't think he got any, like, popularity boost or clout from the fight in Canelo? No, nah, I mean, he got to meet, like, Salt Bay and shit, but that's about it. Mad Bent 100 says, put Edgar in with a walking heavy bag like the Australian stripper. $5 super chat. And I guess he's talking about Michael Safada. He's never really fought at 68, so that's another good option if you want to make sure that Belanga gets that, that win. Um, on Discord, let me know if you're ready to rock and roll. We just need you to request, and we can go ahead and uh, get you on, Bring get you, you on the know. show. Same thing for Twitter Spaces. If not, my name is Ness GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Danny, Ring Walk, Danny, Instagram and Twitter. We are the Boxing Voice. Uh, we do have Liam Paro, the number two. Uh, Liam Paro, 140 pound at the WBO. 
mm. uh, in the WBO, I should say, and uh, he'll be joining us live from the Blue Wire Studios at the Win, and that'll be at 12 p.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Peace. All right. Adios. The boxing voice. <laughs>